0: Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons Featuring Quentin Foote as the Dungeon Master Caden Chad as Corpse Paint Christopher Willett as Ember Waves Kirsten Gray as Faye Walker Knut Ellingson as Nordum Iron Boot and Kyle trenholm Navet as Valorous Rochelle
1: just keep this steam train rolling then welcome back to fables of Latour, episode 13 guilds on guilds part three believe it or not hola (sighs) we kind of had uh branching story arcs here over the last two episodes as we split episode 12 into two parts um but I think everyone's probably eager to see uh, Ember Wave's uh, new parent, new baby daddy. That's right, right? That's how you use that?
2: Nailed it. Oh,
3: you you young, hip man, you.
1: Mm. I do have the soul of an 80-year-old man, so forgive me. We are going to throw the recap to Kyle on his episode. Thanks.
2: Uh, Starting things off, we cut real quick over to Faye and Lucien, making their way over towards, I believe, three gates. Uh, Make a quick pit stop over to a small little farm settlement. Uh, Promises of gold coin uh, were made. A couple interactions happened. The owners of the farm, Harold and Evelyn, no longer with us. Uh, Over to myself and Nordum, we had a scheduled, we'll call it a scheduled visit with the Adagi Guild. Uh, a very colorful group of individuals with a Princess of Rogar in tow. Some interactions, some deals were struck. Upon our meeting with the Adagi Guild, uh, deals were struck, handshakes were made, uh, we got assets added to our party to help retrieve our missing Faye Walker, and in return we have to go to a, an Ocean Borough meeting with the uh, Crooked Horn, someone we have had dealings with in the past, and we're a little apprehensive about it. But
1: it is what it is. And and then Nordum and Aspen were assassinated.
2: Almost. After deals were made, there was a an unexpected turn of uh, events. Expecting to have nice, peaceful, restful evenings, to wake up to screams and murder happening in our uh in our home where Nordum and Aspen were attempted to be murdered. Uh, I believe Aspen did not quite make it through, unfortunately, but Nordum pulling through at the last second.
0: Aspen survived, didn't he?
2: I thought he didn't.
4: His eyes fluttered, I believe, so I don't I don't think we know one way or the other. I thought Aspen didn't make it.
1: Yeah, no, they, they both survived. Nordum rolled good on those D20s, and uh, they both woke up with the help of Lady Law. Good recap. We're gonna jump to episode twelve uh point five to crease Ember Waves. Ember Waves of Chaos. Uh the
3: Yeah, um Ember in uh following the events of the disastrous meeting with the Templars, uh decided to, hey, you're a little exhausted, probably time to uh get a night's sleep and was met with um not fun visions which basically indicated that if he was to try and pursue after Fae, um he would inadvertently kill her uh, in furthering said visions uh, he saw himself in corpse paint uh, heading to the north to meet a lady in a tavern um so it was agreed upon uh, that eventually that they would do that right away as this may provide help to Faye indirectly um question mark um after the travel amber and corpse admit uh, had met adriana adriana excuse me a uh, archaeologist slash sleuth slash uh book nerd and lover of uh ancient architecture and all that and we had found out that within the town of the three gates three gates correct correct uh there had been built over another previously fallen civilization or town itself and that's within the within the uh the tavern itself uh there was potentially an entry point within the dancing donkey Uh, they had traversed through several doors and pits and acid turtles uh which are not as friendly As uh, you would think they are, but uh, after some brief encounters, uh, they had actually found their way into what seemed to be some sort of extra planar room, castle, fort moat, uh, which seemed to have sort of celestial areas hanging about it. Uh, Two beings in Sentinel and one in gentle repose floating above the floor after a brief combat uh ember basically got uh pulled um by being much much stronger than him and said uh apparently it's my mom so that's uh that's a thing um yeah I I think that catches up I think that's pretty good I think that catches up
1: All right well we will jump in right where we left off ember you are lifted off from your feet and whisked in front of this otherworldly being, uh, a tall, pronounced, uh, forehead and skull, um, wide cheekbones with, um, just the deepest, uh, purple eyes, um, flecked similarly with yours, with starlight and the one that you have as well, tall, tall, maybe three times the size of corpse paint, easily. Jesus. And from the um, rather detailed imagery that you and Adriana saw earlier, this appears to be one of those angels that you saw falling from the sky, etched on the door. One of the ten fallen beings. I have waited a, really a long, long time, time to see you, my son.
3: I. Uh. All right. Um. There's a lot of process going on, mostly. Hello. Size comparison difference and uh sort of uh I'm a kissed, you're all some sort of otherworldly god question mark, but um it's a pleasure to meet you.
1: The word god when you say it, mm. this being just gets it's it's sickly sweet. This smile crosses its mouth. Mm. And It reaches its hand out for you, its four-fingered hand, and it places its fingers on your temple. Oh no. (laughs) Immediately, your eyes begin to reflect the stars around you Mm. as you are transported to a mountainside where the frigid air fills your lungs. The heavy clouds around you open to offer a horrifying view of the two great armies of Rogar and the Silver Dwarves clashing on the rocky shores of the Ruptured Range. An epic naval battle next to the armies sounds like thunder as the distant cannon smoke fills the horizon. Without warning, the mountain beneath your feet begins to rumble so violently you tumble to your knees. A great and mounting tsunami grows off in the distance as an adjacent mountain explodes, spewing lava over the armies below, before the tsunami eventually washes away the crumbling world around you. Finally, the land grows dark and the sun is blotted out by wave after wave of dragons. As your world fades to black like closing eyes, two items reveal themselves from the infinite darkness. A fist-sized gem that shows a translucent black core and a horn made from a dragon tooth float just outside your grasp. The whispering voice of this otherworldly being echoes out in warning. Find these artifacts and control this future. And suddenly with a great flash of light, you are back standing. Rather floating in front of this being. I came to your parents and offered them a gift, the gift of life. You are unusual and do not fit in the world you grew up in because you are not a part of it. You are a child of the keepers. I am the keepers. Keeper Simeon. You have
5: two questions before our time here.
1: Must come at an end, but not forever, my son. And as as a brief aside, Corpse Paint, you're kind of standing there and you just see Ember. When this being touches him, he just kind of floats, stunned almost for, for an instant. And then he's back talking. Um, You see the crumpled um, negator that you uh, cut its head off is still laying before you. But the one to the left of you on the turret is just standing there with his hands on these seemingly flintlock pistols attached to his hip. And the red helmet with small slits for eyes that illuminate or just staring at you.
0: Okay. Uh, insight check. Alright. Let's
1: have it. 17 plus 5. 23. What, is there anything in particular you're trying to discern? Uh,
0: Just sort of what its duty is. Like if it's going to attack me or if it's just being yeah. controlled by the uh, the entity before me.
1: You can tell that it's, like, it's a very sentient creature. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a thinker-for-itself type. But, um... Okay. Like, without a doubt, owes, like, unfettered patronage to this being that Ember is is talking to.
0: Well, seeing that Ember doesn't really appear to be in danger, I will take my... I'll just uh, put away both of my swords... Swans. Swords. Put away both
1: of them and just relax my stance a little bit. And you see that negator uh, all in red. He kind of reciprocates and also just kind of, you know, stands at ease. Okay. Um, Ember.
3: So firstly, um, oh, please don't do that again with my head. That was very jarring and abrupt. Um The horn is there a rough location that you know i know you've been asleep apparently mother he'll do like air quotations with one hand um a rough location i should be looking in a person i should talk to uh where is it is basically my question but if you do not know please do not just say you do not know
1: well first of all to pinpoint a gender on this creature would be significantly difficult you did see the image floating of your mother, uh, kind of become one with this creature. However, when you ask about home, Ho-
3: horn, horn, let me, the horn, the, the horn of uh, made of dragon tooth. Is, sorry, the accent, yeah, of the, lord, the, yeah, own. the The own. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> The city of Ragos.
3: Will they be all right?
1: See, it kind of like scans its, uh, It just kind of looks off in a random direction. Stars,
6: stars, stars, stars. Into
1: this (laughs) infinite void of space. Um, And then it looks back to you uh, with a long pause. For now, she She procured her own escape. That is too, my son.
3: Visibly uncomfortable.
5: I do hope to see see you again. again. Now you now. have a path
1: and it snaps its fingers and corpse paint and Ember, you are blinded by a bright light and you feel a certain pressure in your ears change. And we will jump over to Faye Walker. Hey, how you doing?
4: Uh, well, I guess I am fine for now. For now <laughs> hey.
1: All right, Faye, to... To set the scene, mm-hmm. you <laughs> you have recently pulled your dagger Nordum had handcrafted for you out of hey, Captain right Lucian's throat. Um, he lays on top of the deceased Harold and Evelyn. In... Oh, beside, oh, beside, okay. no, uh, not on
4: top. <laughs> yeah, she would have thrown them on top of him. Are them. just uh, In the cabin
1: yeah. uh, that you had just so recently fought for your life in and managed to escape the chains. What is going through your head as Luna is looking at Captain Lucian with disdain?
4: Faye <laughs> um, with dagger in hand. Um, her... Um, eyes start to tear and well up as um, she takes in what has transpired. Um, this is something that she has thought about. I wouldn't say often, but she has thought about it. Um, taking the life of Captain Lucien, as he so took the life of her mothers and sister. So she is crying, but she's not sure if they're tears of relief or sorrow or anything. Um, and if I remember correctly, there were no Ammons to come Correct. collect his yeah, that, soul, right? What's the case? Okay. Um, so. She spends the first little bit just crying, sitting in silence, and um, looks towards the bodies of Harold and Evelyn. And they are they are past any kind of healing, or are they is there some glare no because of hope you for them?
1: you and Lucian had settled in for the night, right? And it was it was the and death, napped, the the, the dying scream of Nordum in the uh void that had awoken you.
4: Right. Okay. So Faye is going to um just drop the dagger first off. And um if there's any kind of like wash basin she is going to quickly scrub her hands. Clean <laughs> almost like Macbeth, like out damn spot out kind of thing, um, and she is going to gather the bodies of Evelyn and Harold, and for now, I think she just like lays them in in their bed, or whatever cot they have, um and will. We'll kind of deal with it later in a way before she returns back to. Um, Lucian's body and starts to just <laughs> pat him down for anything that could. Um, yeah, f- return her stuff, basically, because he had taken her her shield, her lawnsword and her uh, dagger. So she's looking for anything that was hers. And if there's anything else, perhaps any kind of correspondence or letters. Between him and Lord Thren.
1: Excellent to start off excellent, with. Excellent, excellent. Um, so right off the bat, you remember, Lucian chucked your shield and your sword out of the cave that first night, and he was not carrying them. Those have been gone for at least a day.
4: Oh. Cool, I did not remember that detail. Here's the detail now. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Um, However,
1: you... Roll me a history check.
4: Okay, fine. Twelve. Twelve. You have a
1: pretty good feeling that you could go back to that cave if you started in Red Willow. Mm -hmm. Um, if If you wanted to collect those two things. Secondly, she kept the dagger... Um, Maybe because he thought it would be poetic if this was the dagger your sister used to kill you. Mm -hmm. You find an amulet um, that you think was giving him massive boons as far as his spellcasting goes. Mm -hmm. However, it is devoted to the god Zeres, who is the god of lies and trickery. Um, so it's useless to you, essentially. Mm-hmm. His Warhammer is sitting there in the corner of the room. Um, it has a long haft and is a pretty like it's, a, it's an ornate weapon, but it's pretty blunt in its head design. Um, however, it does have a single gem that, you know, has the ability to capture and like absorb spells. At you.
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um next, in his satchel, you start to dig through there is a um a speed potion, which essentially like doubles your movement per round. Mm-hmm. There is a a weapon, and it doesn't have a blade, it's just a sword hilt and it's made from snow steel so it has this like translucent icy look to it um, and you know it's it's a unique material uh, invented by the snow elves and there's nothing in anything here that mentions anything from Lord Thren
4: yeah they're too smart for that um Faye is uh, she is a bit surprised about the amulet to Um, she didn't like I I know that she got the sense that he is a cleric as well but that was not the deity that she thought he worshipped so she is a little like oh very interesting Um, well not what I thought he would be into but I guess. King Shane, yeah. Yeah. Um. She is going to. Did I? Uh. I never saw him wield a uh, sword. A. Eh? It was just the hammer. Yeah. So she w- Uh. I will pick up the the hilt of the sword and just look at it a bit more. Um. Where he had this and didn't use it. Proficient, I guess, in war. Ha- more warhammer. Bludgeoning things. She's like muttering and talking to herself, slash Luna, as she's going through all this. You
1: are kind of left in the silence of this cabin. Um, the embers, uh, not waves, just the embers <laughs> of the fireplace are starting to. They're. It's that low, uh, soft, dark red. You know, they're not really. There's no logs left, really. So you just get the whipping um, winds and snow um, from outside, kind of filling your ears. And you have an excellent passive perception.
4: Uh, I do. I have a pass. Well, 16. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, pretty good. Pretty good.
1: If you ask me. Um, You hear you knew that you were being tailed by a pack of wolves. Mm hmm and you hear them now in the dead of night you hear several howls <laughs> and um, then like just painful yelping and screeching from these animals and then silence
4: screeching from the uh wolves or did the uh Harold Neveland have like a homestead that had a little farm and it's their creatures.
1: No, howling from the wolves, like they're yelping in pain.
4: OK. Uh I am going to go to a window and take a look outside and see if I can see anything. Yeah, give me a perception check. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, 22. You see like a few forms dart past that you can obviously tell are like lupine and you think they're being chased by something humanoid again it's just like silhouettes back in like the tree line that's you know 30 meters off from this little farming stead
4: mm-hmm. and is it silence again or are the wolves still no,
1: that was kind of it you think maybe okay. what you saw was like a wolf out of a few maybe that have escaped.
4: Um She's not going to go outside. <laughs> how so how t- is there like is it just like a one floor kind of yeah just like a ranch uh, structure. Yeah, okay. Would there be a, a hatch to go up to the roof potentially? No, you
1: see like you look up and it's just like that straw thicket kind of stuff.
4: Yeah. Okay.
1: However, you could go outside and easily climb up on the roof. You have that ability.
4: I I, I can. Doesn't mean that I will be able to because she's not very strong or dexterous. Mm. Um. But it is nighttime. It is her. It her. It is her element. Yes, it is. it is. It is. Faye will just quickly um, crack the front door open and just like quickly whoosh, and just stand right next to the to the door frame mm-hmm. with the door closed, hand on the handle and it's just going to listen even more.
1: Yeah, no matter how hard you strain those elven ears of yours, it's just the, the moaning winds
4: uh she'll quickly step back inside and if if there's a lock on the door she's going to lock it um uh but other than that she is going to um she's going to walk back to Harold and Evelyn um just with the uh as she passes by the corpse of Lucian just just deadpan stare at him and she'll she'll go into the bedroom with Evelyn and Harold, and she's gonna do just a funeral rite to them yeah. Sounds good um, and then we'll eventually think about oh yeah, I should um I should talk to Valorous I suppose um but that's kind of like the last thing on her mind at this moment, oddly enough. Yeah. I was looking offended, but um, she's going to just sit in the silence of the cabin for a little bit, um, at least until the dawn and she'll figure something else out before she starts casting sending again to Valorous.
1: We find ourselves in the Red Willow Guild. Um, Valorous. Morning has taken you. Your eyes awake. You're like, oh, my gosh, a new day. I gotta go find my friend.
6: Yeah, a new day.
2: So this is the morning after the attempted assassination it is <laughs> wow all right uh sticking to routine valorus is going to go through his motions for at two i want to say at two that's it uh, yeah you nailed it yeah at uh once he's completed those he's gonna go check up on nordum because you know get a abruptly stab in the middle of night does not yeah. uh bode well for anyone regardless of race of how hardy
1: dwarves are i don't care he's concerned
2: Um, for his new employer
1: no that's 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 a good sentiment to be honest you you slowly open nordham's uh bedroom door um the white robed woman who you know is lady law she is sitting in a chair in one corner of the room and um the shadow mistress is sitting in a chair in the opposite corner and the Shadow Mistress looks at you, eyes wide. Um, and the white-robed woman, you can like hear like a faint snore and uh, a deep snore coming from Nordum. And she looks at you and she says, um, "Lady Law had been performing healing spells on Nordum all night." The other two are downstairs looking after Aspen. If you're curious, Drek and Steph did apprehend the uh, assassin. That was trying to make an exit.
2: We have one corpse and one alive to interrogate.
1: Correct. He is chained up in your stable downstairs.
2: Ah, it's a popular place to be. Hmm. Before Lady Law tuckered herself out, she was confident Nordum is... He sounds fine, but... Mm. Is he fine?
1: He's going to wake up quite stiff, but... No worse for wear.
2: And nothing a breakfast beer can't fix. You said, Mm. sorry, the rest are downstairs?
1: Yes. uh, Scaleless Dragon and Drekkenstaff are in the smithy, uh, watching over Aspen. Well, I'm not sure what you...
2: Generally, eat for breakfast? Do you drink coffee? Because I'm sure Snark's will be able to bring something to you.
1: Honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd take a shot of your hardest liquor.
2: <laughs> hardest liquor, understood. Vowels <laughs> will just see himself out.
1: You come downstairs and um, you see uh, Princess Veseneth is chatting up Snark. They're actually having, like, a nice, like, jovial conversation as she sits at the uh, the bar. And um, Snark sees you come downstairs. Uh, ah, Mr. Rochelle, good to see you, good to see you. I've got breakfast ready for you, as always. Perfect, perfect.
2: Much appreciated.
1: Ha- have, have you met Princess Faceteth? She is just a charmer.
2: Uh, yes. We have interacted. Ravus so will just sit down and just grab his coffee and start munching away at his food.
1: Uh, is Is getting up? Do, do they need anything up there? I'm not quite yet.
2: Uh, I'm gonna let let him wake up when he's ready to wake up. And uh, not not quite your finest dwarven liquor, but like middle tier. Up to the bedroom, please.
1: I'll coming right up. You see, he pours something from a bottle and, and puts a single shot glass on a small wooden tray and waddles his way upstairs. Norton, the sound of your wooden door creaking open, uh, or perhaps just your own snoring wakes you up.
7: Oh, lovely. Probably Norm will like shoot up, like, yeah, you know, like waking up from a bad dream. Cause that fucking night was a bad dream. Uh, and then you'll see th- now three people in the room, mm. and we kind of just like, uh, right, good morning.
1: Uh, good morning, Mister Iron Boot. I brought you uh, a shot, and you see the Shadow Mistress goes, "Oh no, good goblin over here, please." And he goes oh oh my apologies and uh you see the white robed woman starts rubbing the sleep out of her eyes and and does a big stretch and she kind of walks over to your bed how are you feeling nordum
7: You would say sore but uh for the most part uh pretty good for being stabbed
1: good and you can write for your own sake uh nordum you do have two levels of exhaustion oh, yeah. She says, take it easy, but you are free to get up and stretching will be good for your muscles.
7: Okay. um, will it be too much to go
1: to three gates today then? You see, um, the Shadow Mistress stands up. Well, Nordum, we have, as we discussed, many ways to expedite travel. If that is your wish, I can get Drek and Steph to start readying said modes of transport. However, I did suggest traveling east first, but she is your friend, and I do leave that up to you.
7: Well, let's just get the transport situated and then we'll
1: book a certain spot about that. She kind of Gives what you think would be her curtsy, a very half-assed bow, and uh, exits your room and heads downstairs. And uh, Lady Law says, take your time, Iron Boot. We will be downstairs awaiting you.
7: Is the body of the assassin
1: still in the room or was that dragon taken out? (laughs) <laughs> they they did you the courtesy of removing the decapitated corpse, yes. Oh
4: okay. you just left it in your bedroom.
1: <laughs> You're just sleeping with a head. Deal. Um Wow you, you really had it rough last night, Mr. Iron Boot. I I I I can't handle losing another guild master. You you gotta take care of yourself.
7: I think uh I think we'll need more traps and things around the guild hall, but I,
5: you know, that I also could...
7: actually reminds me, oh. I want you, uh, while I'm gone, uh, take some funds out of the guild hall, get the local builder to repair our tables, the walls
1: and get everything back in shape while I'm gone. Okay, okay. Um, it's... you know, Mr. Iron Boot and he kind of walks over to the bear rug in your room. Where you know there's the secret hatch. Yeah. And it kind of like kicks it, and you hear a loud thud as the hatch kind of like bangs on your, against the floor. Mm-hmm. If you had a breastplate of this stuff, last night wouldn't have happened. That's uh, yeah, true. But you're the blacksmith. I'm just the goblin. I just want you to be safe. I I'll see you downstairs breakfast and a breakfast beer will be waiting for you.
7: Aye, perfect.
1: All right, he closes the door behind him.
7: Um Norm will probably just fill in bed for a little bit longer and then uh, <laughs> slowly get up and head down.
1: Valoris, you have a kind of an are you just having this awkward uh seating arrangement next to Princess Fasanith?
2: Yeah. I, I really I don't think Vals has any interest and drive to spark a conversation up with this individual. he's just gonna wait for necessary individuals to wake up and join them
1: all right you see eventually uh the scaleless dragon comes out and he sits next to you well i'm I'm ready to go whenever you are Valorous. To go get your friend.
2: Except some of the rest the rest of us aren't quite there yet, so uh, I would say pull up a chair, but you've already done so. Maybe have a tea, maybe relax, take a breath.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, do you, do you really think Nordum's coming with us?
2: I think he thinks he's going to. I don't want to take that possibility
1: away from him. He just kind of rolls his eyes. Uh, downs an entire tankard, slams it. Nordum, you you come strolling down the stairs as the scaleless dragon slams his wooden tankard on the the uh, bar top.
5: Hey,
7: good morning. Um, is everyone else uh, all good? Everyone else survived the night.
1: Uh, the Scales Dragon just kind of gives a firm nod. Right. Um, we are ready to go when you are, Master Dwarf, if you think you can handle it.
7: Oh, yeah, no, it's no problem. Um, let me just get some good hearty food and then I think. We're we're good to go. Normal, sit down and start shoveling in food and beer quickly as pretty much you can
1: yeah um valorous as you're sitting eating your breakfast you hear a message in your head from Faye. Faye, what is that message
4: um valorous i managed to get away where should i go am i coming back am i i hope everything's fine is nordam okay Tone.
1: <laughs> so you hear that valorous
2: with sending do, do i have to respond immediately is there like a small think, window of opportunity there
1: i like to think there's some like an hour or two an hour i'm gonna give you an hour somebody write that down
4: i will <laughs> and i think like we also played it in episode um whatever 12 part one because of the uh, anti-magic shackles Faye got the response later but yeah we can see if a person can respond to the message within the hour of casting
1: yeah it's like either or whatever's gone it's just you know Mm -hmm. it's nice to have some wiggle room yeah but yeah valorous
2: Think he'll very calmly just kind of put his like utensils down and just turn to the group. Or rather, turn to Nordum, I guess. Yeah, Nordum. Screw the other people. He doesn't care about them. <laughs> so, it would appear Faye has escaped her captor. I don't know the context of it, or how she knows you were attacked last night. But... She wants to know where to meet us. Is she coming back to us? Are we meeting her at Three Gate? Or and he will look over to Mr. Shadow. What is over to the east? Are you ever gonna reveal that grand secret? Or are you just gonna elude we must go east?
1: He looks at you and she's just got like oh, just a lustful smirk, to be honest. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> They went east, I had to come back to my own party, however I know they settled in a cave a couple kilometers past the mines of Red Willow. I would think they're avoiding all main roads from my experience. You tell me Three Gates is their destination, I wholeheartedly believe you. You would know better than I. But when I track someone. I start at their last known location.
2: Well, that begs the question, where do we all want to meet up? Because she is now. Free for the time being. I, I mean, is there a way that we could
7: go to where she is and then get. Transported to three gates as well. Kind of like a a stop and then to the final destination.
1: The scaleless Dragon says, why do you need to go to three gates? The deal was to find your friend and then we're going to the ocean borough. Uh,
7: There's a plural to the friends and there's two others that are in three gates.
1: You see this huge, just hulking half orc, half elf looks to Princess Vesenneth and she just shrugs. And he looks back to you through gritted teeth. Okay. We
7: just, you know, I thought since all the destinations were three gates, that we could pick up all three at the same spot, but now it seems two different spots.
1: Let's find your first friend and then discuss the three gates.
5: Sure.
7: Uh, did, so she said she's in a cabin in the woods. Uh, cabin in the woods. No, my God. So.
4: it's a different campaign.
7: Did she say. <laughs> All together. <laughs> did she say exactly where this cabin in the woods is?
2: No, there is no adequate amount of detail there. Just a farmstead along the way.
1: Um, Drek and Steph pipes up. Do any of you have any idea if this gloom elf has something unique on her? And he just looks like this is so pedestrian. This is so beneath him.
2: Define unique. I will not. <laughs> Cool. So <laughs> oh, this look over to S- the scaleless dragon. Just give him one. Of the, like, like, is, how is this helpful? His cooperation expedites oh, everything. Him I... delaying it <laughs> makes your life harder.
7: I mean, she has a a, a spectral creature that uh, not
1: many people can see. Something corporeal. Oh. A knife. A breastplate.
7: Ah, yes, yeah, she does have a knife. I made her a knife. Then, Technically, I made everyone in the guild hold a knife with their own name on it. Is that unique enough?
1: You see, uh, this orange dragon blood just kind of rubs his scaled temples. Yeah, that that would do. He throws this. It's like this coin, except it doesn't have like anything stamped on it at you, Nordum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll catch it I'm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna want this back hey picture okay. that knife in your mind's eye
7: he'll close his eyes and picture it
1: you feel the coin almost like as if it's being pulled magnetically like to like the northeast of it in your hand
7: I get a, a pulled for the northeast. I'm assuming that's where she will be. I suggest you follow
2: it, good dwarf. All right. So that means we're traveling on what horseback?
1: Final answer. We have horses, do you? I, of course.
7: I guess horsebacks it is then.
1: Um, the Scaleless Dragon uh, looks to you. We'll be back in five. We'll go get our horses from the saddle in. If you want to mount up, we'll meet you out back.
7: Sounds good to me.
1: All right. Is there anything you two need to accomplish before we jumpy jump back over?
7: I think that's good for us.
4: What kind of response does uh, Valorous give to Face? So... She knows.
1: Oh, right. Know. Okay. Just your message back. Almost
2: flip out of my chair. Uh, Valor's is going to say back to Fay We're coming to you. Hang tight. I'm glad you're safe.
4: Perfect. That's good for me. All
2: right.
7: I don't know if is still okay.
4: Yeah, that's true. He didn't really say anything about Norda, but no news is good news, right? Ah, fine.
2: He's very distracted by Mistress's freaking behavior towards him. It's, very, it's throwing him off his game a little bit.
4: The mild yeah. flirting, throwing valorus's game off, that's surprising.
2: <laughs> it's a first to be flirted with someone who is just openly basically an assassin. Doesn't exactly fill him with warm tinglies, you know?
0: Fair. I think Valor is the most undisciplined monk I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait the shadow baby. It's all loosey goosey. <laughs> it's very chill.
5: Um
1: Fay. Mm-hmm. The morning sun arises and the light fills the uh sparse tree grove and periodically throughout the night you'd look out the window and you'd see that weird humanoid shape dart from one tree to another and now as the sun is rising there is a lone figure standing between two trees for game terms maybe like 200 feet away And it's currently silhouetted by the rising sun against the trees in the forest. But it appears to have long, tangled, greasy hair. And a dress. Tattered. And just kind of like billows in the wind. Between their legs. And it hasn't moved in over an hour.
4: Okay. Uh, Luna, you don't by chance know what that is, do you?
1: Hey, Luna. You hear like a a chair scraping against the
4: floor and then it like like, jumps, scares me a little bit. Faye's probably on edge with this stupid figure and she's like, ah, damn it, Luna, Luna.
1: And then Luna like climbs up on the seat and peers out the window. Looks at you. Big nods. Uh,
4: A friend or foe? Yes for friend, no for foe. Shakes its head. Oh, okay.
1: And like worried eyes. (laughs) It's a (laughs) chicken. I mean,
4: it hasn't come in yet. We should be fine, right?
1: Shakes its head.
4: Okay. Um.
1: You see Luna kind of like drags her thumb or its thumb across its throat, their throat, and then like mm. kind of does like the hanging by a noose motion.
4: Cool, 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 cool. Can I roll any kind of check to maybe know what this is? You can give me either a nature or history. Oh, well, they're both equally horrible, so... 12 again
1: I'm gonna say yes no (laughs) no I'm gonna say yes because you're a gloom elf who did grow up more or less in the woods in a very small community Mm -hmm. you know that like there are many different kinds of like witches and hags And, and then even then they like branch off to undead versions of those uh OK. And you get the impression that this might be some sort of like woodland hag.
4: Undead, I'm guessing. Do I get
1: that undead vibe? Um, yeah, so like the sun is still on the rise and this creature is a little bit less illuminated or um, silhouetted, sorry. And uh, their face comes into a little bit more light and you see um, its mouth kind of, like, hangs open as if, like, its jaw has been dislocated. And the greasy hair in thin strands kind of hangs in front of its eyes. And it kind of just stands there, like, kind of crookedly broken. And it's just making direct eye contact with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Despite the large gap of distance.
4: Cool, 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 cool. Um trying to find my range of channel divinity to oh of course 30 feet to get a lot closer to this thing (laughs) um oh my god knowing that her friends are on their way to um to help her, Faye is a little worried that this creature is just going to hang around and, um... attack them when hopefully she could have prevented it. So Faye is going to cautiously uh, step outside. She's not going to... Oh no, your face. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's not leaving, like, the front porch yet. Like, she's not going to leave like arm distance from the door quite yet, but um, she's going to have her the this new um, bladeless hilt in her hand just in case because she has really no other weapon besides her dagger. Um, can I help you? I think you should disperse. You see, for every step you take
1: forward, it matches you. So now between the two of you, you're both about ten paces closer to each other.
4: I don't know what business you have with this settlement. Or with me. Just go. Nothing.
1: Oh, absolutely nothing.
4: Luna, is this something that I need to wait for my friends or should I? Can I take it on my own?
1: You see something skis down its leg, Uh. and burrows in the snow and is gone.
4: No No, fuck. (laughs) Okay, Uh, face (laughs) holds back like a
1: (laughs) stifles a gag.
4: Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything that is like within range of this thing, which is the problem. And to be honest, I didn't think I would have to fight today, so I don't have a lot of combative spells. The only thing that I have that would probably be close enough is dancing lights at 120 feet, eh? Or is that still out of my range?
1: Yeah, you're still out of each other's range. I mean, it is daytime.
4: It is daytime. It is i yeah, and that's true. I can't really blind the thing with my little fairy lights um uh, I don't know what I don't know what you want but i <laughs> I would like to uh, again still not on the snow or leaving the grounds of the thing yet, Faye is going to just ready an attack for whatever crawled into the snow to show up or for this creature to make a move. Um, f- this sort of action towards this creature, Faye is not really she, normally she would be very terrified and she still is, but there's some sort of. Resolve in her now. And she's not quite willing to run quite yet. Um.
1: Oh, you stare off with this monstrosity. Mm -hmm. And she kind of looks over your shoulder. Um, Not that you would necessarily perceive this. Ember and Corpse Paint. With that blinding flash of light, you guys kind of rub your eyes. And you are now in a bedroom. With a dead elderly couple sprawled out on their bed.
4: It looks like they're sleeping with their brains caved in. You know, it's fine
1: (laughs) with their brains sleeping beside them.
0: (laughs) Was that just a fever dream? Honestly, I do not
1: Ever, you kind of scratch your head and it's sharp. Yeah. And you look to where your prosthetic hand was. Mm. And there is a metal hand in its place. Uh, okay. And you <laughs> find that you can move all of the fingers major upgrades oh my Upgrade.
2: uh well
3: I don't know what this is but I think this answers your question I'm sorry no it's I'm sorry my friend it's uh, have you ever seen anything like this
0: I... I have not. I'm very aware of the fact, you know, being a devotee of one particular god, that there are many gods, but never thought I would see something like that. I'm still trying to process. I say, you look great.
3: Thank you. I don't know if I'm comfortable with this, but that's... Well... I can move it, that's end of wheel but
0: well my friend I think it is about time and corpse will hold out his hand for a handshake with the new metal hand Uh, uh, yeah Ember will extend his left hand for
3: a handshake I guess and and see if it's he can feel question mark or if it's just like he can control it kind of thing
0: so do I have to do like a saving throw does he like break my (laughs) hand or something
1: uh, no, it, it is a surprisingly tight grip. Um, however, where you don't really feel the sensation. However, you do... Yeah. yeah, you know, you have full control over it. Yeah.
3: I know how much I sh- pressure I should with my right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it should be about there kind of thing. Well, this is... Uh, I'm going to have to get this looked at. But, um... About seven years too late, but... <laughs> Nice, I like it.
0: Uh, I guess <laughs> uh, i I do want to hear all about your experience there with your, your, your mother uh but, but first of all, it appears as though we are we were just beamed into a murder scene.
3: Oh, they're not sleeping, oh I'm glad is okay uh, do we leave right now? do we leave right now, or do we like look around? where
0: are we? what is this so are the bodies like have they entered a state of
1: uh decomp? No, you can tell without even a check that uh these bodies are fresh okay.
0: Okay.
4: I hear any voices coming from the cabin behind me by chance?
1: Um, you are pretty enamored with what is happening in front of you.
4: It's just thought I. Yeah. Ask.
1: Well, I got to test out this
0: new sword of mine, oh. and I will probably. Head to the entrance of the cabin to see if uh, the murderer has just left his handiwork.
1: Mm. Well, oh, you see Faye <laughs> <laughs> standing just in front of the open doorway. And she appears to be squaring off with some haggard ass scary woman? Witch?
0: Okay. Uh, so squaring off, like she is getting ready to fight with said witch?
1: She has a, an attack ready, but they're kind of just like in an old Mexican standoff. And there's probably about a 150 foot gap between the two of them.
0: Well, Corpse is excited to see Faye. So, right before I run, I'm going to take out my new sword and just kind of say to it,
1: "Uh, I'm excited to see what you're capable of. And the sword telepathically answers, As am I.
0: And then Faye, you will just hear from the cabin, Faye! And corpse is running towards you.
4: Uh, (laughs) that's... That I just yeah, fuck. Like, and we'll turn her back on the hag and see what the fuck happens because something just yelled at her behind her. Um, a corpse, fuck. What are you? How did you? And oh shit, and turns around to see what the hag is doing. Gone. Oh my god. Yay. Oh my god. Uh, c- c- Corpse. How are you here? It's good to see you. Oh my god. I Where's where's everybody?
0: He doesn't say something he just grabs you into a tight hug.
4: Oh. Okay. Oh, um well embrace him in a hug after like a second of what is going on? Um <laughs>
0: Are, are you? Are all- you okay? I'm fine. Are, are you all right?
4: I'm fine. I'm. I'm good. Um, uh, Faye probably actually has a bit of a black eye from when she got pommeled in the face from a from a warhammer. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Um, I. I'm good.
0: Uh, a lot to explain. Uh, but in that that so. Uh, Ember's here. We just appeared here from, oh, I don't know, some otherworldly dimension. Uh, th- there are two dead bodies in the cabin. D- would you have anything to do with that?
4: Uh, I'm going to say this. No, I don't think Faye, uh, sorry, looking into the chat here. I don't think Faye would have seen corpse paint without his mask on but you have your mask on still right you put it back on when you were in the three gates
0: yeah I put it on right after that battle
4: right okay um Faye hadn't really done anything with Captain Lucian's body quite yet she was not expecting company so soon um so probably in the in the living room of the cabin corpse you would have seen um a bleeding out or bled out body as well um I, I did not know with with no i didn't do anything it wasn't it was lucian behind you embers here is is he okay how other oh my gosh these are happening so fast um Ember? Are you good?
3: Uh, at this point, kind of like awkwardly, A, trying to catch up to Corpse Fade, but B, being like like not taking his eyes off of the dead bodies, but also being like, okay, I'm just gonna slowly back out, and make sure I
1: don't touch anything to leave like
3: traces of me.
1: <laughs> well, Ember, you're you're backing out. Yeah. And something hard skitters a claw across the hardwood floor behind you. Or not. Or not. That's great. <laughs> and I presume you probably turn to look. Yeah, 100%. We're in a murder scene. <laughs> you see something with like six legs and a weird tail and it's kind of like all like it's got like a carapace to it. Like a hard shell. Mm-hmm. Um. And it skitters under the bed. And you look from under the bed, and now you see the dead bodies are sitting up. Oh! And then they swing their legs off the bed and plant their feet firmly on the floor. Cops! (laughs) (laughs) And that is where we will jump into our break.
5: (laughs) Perfect.
6: Well, hello, everyone. We'd like to just take a second and thank one of the many composers slash musicians that have provided the amazing ambiance and backing tracks to the Fables of Latour podcast. Today, we're thanking Rock Nardin. Based out of Slovenia, Rock has gladly collaborated for music selection for songs such as his Nordic themed Valhalla. Rock has been credited for several big screen and TV pictures that you may have heard of, such as Black Widow, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Avengers Endgame, and The Mandalorian. You can check out his music on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or go to rocknardin.com. We'd like to thank Rock for the intensity that he brings in the atmosphere and highly recommend everyone check out his music. Thanks for the love to Rock and to all of you.
4: What is up fellow kids?
0: This rap goes out to all the Gen Z's on TikTok. Light it up fam. Yo. Followers on TikTok use our content be bussin'. Every single day and night we straight up be hustlin'. Fables of Littor be spit in straight fire. Lighting up that beat like a funeral pyre. If you want dwarves, dragons, and more. No one tears it up like Fables of lit or. Follow Followers on TikTok.
1: Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. Recording. TikTok's
2: so complicated, Craig. I don't want to do this. Back in my day,
4: TikTok was a song by Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> Damn good
2: song.
4: Dude. Oh, Duh. boy. Okay, now we are really starting to sound like boomers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that cuts I a know. little deep. <laughs> <It is. laughs>
3: Jeez, goes the clock on my life, I guess. <laughs>
1: On that uh, dynamite intro, welcome back from the break, where a bunch of boomers sit around and play Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <We're> not technically <laughs> I
2: <know. Should> we- <laughs> Before we get into anything, we'll-, we'll just real talk. We need to clarify that. All- <laughs> Can we all state our ages?
4: <laughs> I'm 17. Just oh, kidding. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone here is of age, but not too old. Moving on. (laughs) So, Ember, you get a little bit of a shock as this dead old couple sit up from their bed and they both just kind of look at you with their eyes uh, black and hollowed out. What what would you like to do with that information? Run? I would like to...
3: I would like to... I I saw Corp... He headed... There was a door.
1: I'm running to the door. <laughs> good call. Um Corpse and Faye, you see uh Ember run out of the cabin as you've just lost sight of the the woodland hag.
5: <laughs> Faye! It's good to see you!
4: Ah! <laughs> I Ember? Fuck, what's going on? But standing up, not good.
0: Oh, okay. And then Corpse will just charge back into the cabin. He's eager to see what the sword can do.
1: Working on these cinematic shots, Faye, you kind of look back in through the door that enters the cabin and you see Lucien's legs were just sprawled out. You just see them kind of like move back out of your sight. As he begins to stand up and Corpse Paint charges inside. Uh, Corpse, you see Captain Lucian just getting to his feet. We will roll some initiative. You! I uh, don't have a battle map per se, so we will do some uh, theater of the mat.
0: Theater of the mat.
4: I'm gonna say okay. this since I no longer have my shield, my AC is now 14.
0: Okay, good. Okay, my initiative today, 14
4: my initiative is a 16 for Faye.
3: Ember is scaled out of his mind He rolled 7!
4: Can we all talk like this for the rest of the episode?
1: Um, so Faye, it is technically your turn first as you see corpse just rush into the cabin as Captain Lucien stands up in next to the fair place.
4: Okay, cool. Um, Is there any kind of look of recognition on Captain Lucian? Because Faye hasn't seen Harold and Evelyn yet, so she doesn't know that their eyes are blank. Um, What does Captain Lucien look like?
1: Uh, Just like very glazed over, uh, pretty expressionless.
4: She uh, still has her sword hilt in hand. Um, Just stay down, trick. Uh, and she is gonna be like, I don't know what to do with this thing. I'm gonna, right. she's gonna swing at Lucian at least with this sword hilt. She's not sure how to use it, so. All
1: right, so you swing, and as you do so, your divine power. Um, shoots through your arm, through the uh, snow steel handle, and out the hilt, and forms a blade. And what? The, what is the um, color of your divine power? Phase,
4: divine power. Hmm. I mean, I think throughout this whole, throughout throughout all the ever uh, episodes, uh, it's been like a silvery, gray, sparkly, kind of twilight, ethereal kind of. shape do it um yeah
1: so that shoots out your blade
4: shoots out the handle and And she takes a swing at Lucien
1: and now you can use your spell attack modifier instead of your regular melee attack modifier
4: Great, because that'll be a zero, normally a plus zero to my attack. So that turns uh, 12 to an 18 to hit. That is going to hit. Yay. And she doesn't have a shield anymore, so she can't technically wield it two handed. So it would be one D, one D ten. Or two slashing damage.
1: All right, you still have a plus six to your
4: Is it to damage as well? Yeah, it should all be on there. Oh, it doesn't say on the on the damage side, but good to know. I will. I'll um. I'll add that. So that'll be an eight total slashing. Then
1: there you go. Nice. All right. You cut a deep gash across uh, Lucian's face. Corpse. Okay. Uh, sorry.
0: So logistically, Faye, are you in the cabin now too?
4: Yeah, I guess so I would have ran turning to see uh Ember leaving the back bedroom and then seeing uh Lucian's body arise. She would have just stayed down and ran back in.
0: I think I will go to the uh the two other people like the two other yes. dead bodies. Yep. And I guess I will go to the one nearest me, to my right. And I have my new sword ready. So first attack is, uh, 18 to hit. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, new no sword, new no dice, new no dice, D8. I'm still learning. Plus seven, jeez, jeez, why all the odd numbers. Ugh. So 13 points of damage on the first
1: one. <laughs> Uh, you cut, uh, the Undead Herald down.
0: Okay, and then I'm gonna go to the Undead Barbara. Alright. With my second, (laughs) second attack, and that is a dirty 20 to hit. (laughs) Uh, yep. I I assumed as much, and, uh, 10 points of damage.
1: Oh, the poor Undead Barbara also crumples to the floor.
0: Okay, and I think with this one, I get another... Uh, attack do I not
1: so you can use your bonus action for a third attack if you
0: wish lovely well then I will pirouette and turn back to uh, Lucien and uh, use my bonus action to do a strike upon him oh yeah and uh, that is a 19 plus 8 so 27 to hit and that would be 15 points of damage
1: Uh, you verily remove the undead Lucian's head from his body. As it crumples to the floor.
0: Okay. So, basically, corpse just runs into the bedroom, just swipe, swipe, you just hear collapse, collapse, runs back into the main room, and just (laughs) decapitates Lucian. (laughs) All probably within the span of five seconds. Five to ten seconds, let's be liberal
1: real here he's no rogue (laughs) um all right (laughs) can I have you two make wisdom saving throws
4: wisdom saving throws I'm good at those
0: five plus six eleven
4: it's a dirty twenty
1: okay corpse you feel this voice in your head Mm mm-hmm and it's just, like, this maniacal cacking, cackling. But nothing comes of it. You just feel like your mind is starting to slip, but you hold on. Okay. Ember.
3: Of the variety, yes. Um, I'm outside of the cabin. I'm probably about 30 feet out now at this point. I saw corpse run past me and Faye run past me into <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna flip around I'm gonna hold action I know what would I do Do I have line of sight on them at all, or?
1: Yep, you can see them, they're both kind of standing in like the doorway essentially. Okay,
3: so they ran in and, and did their stuff and now they're yeah, just and then, Okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay,
3: uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I don't really know exactly what the fuck is going on with with disgusting bugs of reanimation. So I'm just gonna hold a cantrip uh, Frostbite on if anything other than fey or corpse paint moves in like my line of sight of 45 degrees. I'm just going to fire it, try and fire it off in that direction. And I mean, like, moves aggressively kind of thing.
1: Uh, not like, can I oh, have bun a, bun. <laughs> Yeah. Can I have a perception check from you? Perception check?
3: Uh, not terrible. Uh, 11? 11 power.
1: All right. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel something jump on your back at okay. six... Individual little feet dig deep and almost like grasp your spine. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No, no, no. <laughs> I need you to make a charisma saving throw.
3: Charisma. I'm super good at those guys. Super good at, oh,
1: dice. Okay, so inbound, roll the three for a third of love two. <laughs> All right, I, 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 I am going to need you to shoot that ray of frost at Bayor or corpse uh so it is frostbite so it, they just Hit pulls frostbite.
3: the arrow around them isn't it? but um uh, how about we roll a d4 and see where it goes uh 1 to oh 2 is corpse 3 to 4 is corpse Fae. uh corpse you have bugs all over you and I'm trying to help you out man I'm trying to freeze them off and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw uh as I'm panicking seeing you covered in whatever <laughs> Yay!
0: Constitution, yeah, uh, it's the uh, yeah. seven. Seven?
3: Not great. Um, okay, you are gonna take. You're gonna take six points of cold damage. Uh, as you, your your armor gets a little frosty there, my dude, and uh, Ember's just calling out in the disc like 30 feet away from you, like, they're on you, they're on you, and that's <laughs> that's that's my turn, I guess.
1: <laughs> mm, Ember, <Yeah. laughs> you both turn, um, yeah, to see Ember, uh, has something attached to his neck, um. Mm. What would you like to do, Faye, as it is your turn once more?
4: My turn. Um taking a quick look to Lucian, does he have it I mean his head's decapitated now, but is there a similar creature attached to his stump of a neck now? I uh, no there's not. Yeah. Ember, we're fine. What's what what are you doing? Just stop. Um and I don't have of course not. I don't have guiding bolts or anything like that. I am going to try to. <laughs> what do I, I don't have any spell that's super helpful with this. I am going to take my 30 feet if I can, if that'll make yeah. get it get me into range of ember. Um I'm gonna I'm going to take my, uh, the dagger and just try to, um, weasel it underneath this creature and try to pry it off. It's kind of
1: like controlling Ember so that you don't, it's not going to be easy, but you can roll an attack for sure.
4: Okay.
3: So I didn't kill Faye. Faye killed me. That was the vision.
4: Oh, I mean, it's a 12 to hit, so. All right.
1: Uh, you can roll damage. As you inadvertently slice a good clean cut across Ember's neck,
4: that's a four piercing damage.
1: Cool, 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 cool.
4: <laughs> Ember, shit! Sorry, corpse, help!
0: Uh, corpse, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, is there still a fire burning in this wood cabin?
1: No, it is all but. Uh, ash now
0: okay uh so I don't know how this works if it's just one action to light it and then drop it but my intention is to light a torch and drop it with the intention of burning the house down with the uh, the bodies in it
1: okay um yeah I would say that that would be an action light a torch kind of drop it in an advantageous spot
0: yeah so I will do exactly that and then run out to where Faye and Ember are. Alright. And I will use my bonus action to see if I can find the bog witch anywhere. How would you oh, okay. like me to do that? Perception you or need
1: Perception with advantage, because you're taking quite a bit of time to do this. 18
0: plus 2, so dirty 20.
1: She is hiding back in the tree line. Okay, about how far away? Probably 100 feet.
0: Okay, uh, so I'm holding my sword. I want to throw a javelin at her, and all I have is one attack left.
1: Um, so I'll say you could draw the javelin if you wanted, Corpse, but you don't quite have the ability to chuck it.
0: Okay, well then I will do exactly that. I will take out a javelin and wait for my next turn.
1: All right, Ember, your two uh, mortal enemies are upon you. My mortal enemy Do I actually view
3: them as mortal enemies, or do I view them as like what's what's? What condition am I under right now?
1: <laughs> you are basically charmed.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean, to lump it in, they just stabbed me. So yeah, like, she did. <laughs> I was so worried about her, and then she literally yeah. stabbed me in the neck. Yeah. This is bullshit. Um... Yeah, super close shave. Almost it as close, a close as you It's fine. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna be a Constitution saving throw. Oh. Uh, DC is fifteen. Or both of them. Seventeen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna woe that. So roll a D6 and subtract Ooh, it. nice.
4: I, it, it, correction is an eighteen to 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 the roll sixteen okay. plus two. Uh, you're, good. you're good. You're gonna take half damage. Uh, one um, on the D six.
3: I don't know what image this is, but it's weird. <laughs> uh, that is gonna be uh, two and six. So that's gonna be eight points of radiant damage. As you're like, I think part of the reason why you slashed me in the neck is because there's a beam of just like. Boom, boom. Uh, that is my action. I'm going to use my movement to flee.
5: <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> flee 30 feet away. Just just madness. Uh, you do you.
1: <laughs> the Woodland Witch teleports behind you, Faye. Attack! She hits you once.
4: Yep, that hits.
1: you'd like to make a constitution saving throw, mm-hmm. Miss Fairwalker.
4: It is an eight.
1: All right. You take eight points of slashing damage from her gnarled fingernails. And then... Ooh! Six necrotic. Okay. This is good, this is good. This is what we like, everybody. And it is your turn to react to that as it is
4: your turn it's my turn sweet how unfortunate she got into range of me guys um well i guess that is if she makes it um i would like to um turn and face her having like been slashed at like on my shoulders or wherever it was that she grabbed me. Um, my eyes and tattoos are going to flash my Radiance Twilight Sparkly Energy and I'm going to uh, channel Divinity, destroy Undead. Alright. This is the first time I can do it as a level 6 cleric. Excellent. So, at... Uh, so, any uh, creature that's considered uh, like one half CR yeah. rating or lower is destroyed. Yeah. So, I don't know if that counts her, but you know. It does not. a shot.
1: Duh. So, I will say the, the thing on Ember's neck explodes. Duh. And then the Bog Wish <laughs> turns tail and runs. And, of course, can have an opportunity attack if he wants.
0: Mm hmm. Okay, so I am now holding a javelin. How far is this thing away from me?
1: She's just getting away from you now. However, you don't have to throw a javelin. You can use it as just like a spear.
0: Sure. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. D6 plus five
1: is a seven points of damage. All right, you stick her in the back of the leg. Mm -hmm. not quite enough to knock her down, and then she starts hightailing it. Alright, and now it is your turn.
0: Okay, uh, so... She's still kind of in front of me?
1: Yep. Alright, well, I'm going to... Sorry? Yeah, because you can't... You can drop it and grab your sword for free. For free? Okay, beauty. For free.
0: Okay. I'm going to... Roll with my fancy new sword. Okay, so uh, 16 to hit on the first. Yep. And uh, 21 on the second. Bonus action for the third. That is another 16. So
1: they all hit. Tell me how you dismember this woodland witch.
0: So I like to think it's just like a quick poke in the back of the leg sword comes out, I would like to think that it has, uh, some added momentum, based on the, uh, the soul that is inside the sword, just hungry, and it just, like, kind of forms, like, a sort of snowflake pattern, just, like, down to the right, down to the left, and then straight down, I'd like to think it's kind of perfect, like, you see just sort of the spine just sort of plop open.
1: The uh, sword uh, you hear in your mind ah finally a worthy wielder
0: I will say back telepathically you and I are going to work just fine together
1: <laughs> you hear a sort of like dismembered uh, cackle in your head um, and just as you guys think things couldn't get any worse Mm. four horsemen come barreling through the tree line before you realize it is Nordum and Valorous accompanied by two strangers well nice of you to show up
7: I was expecting only one of you not all of you but this is a better in fact
0: <laughs> I kind of look to Ember and just be like I think we are just as confused as you are.
3: I don't know if I need to go to bed or not, but like...
4: Amber, can I... <sighs> Sorry, I was just trying to get the
3: right. bug off of you. He... I was trying to get the bug off you! I,
4: there was no bugs!
3: She'll put... You said you just said there was a bug! There,
4: well, yes, yeah, not on me! Um, she'll put, like, like a hand... A
3: likely little <laughs>
4: Uh, hand to uh, the slash on your throat that she did and just cast cure wounds on you.
3: Oh, thank you.
7: And that'll sh- be
4: she'll do it at second level. And I think Um, have I am I have I considered to have a long rest when I was knocked out there, Mr. DM? Um,
1: no, it was a short Probably rest. Not.
4: OK, so I am low on my spell slots here, so that's fine. So Ember you heal for uh so it's 2d4 plus 3 nine, nine hit points.
3: And uh right back to, as you're doing this, he'll it's like a wisp of twilight off of off of his lips that will like wrap around and basically, like the charred bits of you <laughs> from the moonbeam, uh, it'll it'll go in. So I'm healing word at second level, and, and
0: healing you for eight. Nice. So, seeing the two of you guys do some heal flirting with each other, I will lay on hands on myself, because self love <laughs> all the way back up to full.
4: <laughs> We're fine.
7: <laughs> Norm will say to y'all, "What what exactly just
3: happened out here?" Right, so there was like a city under a city, and then there were stars, and then there was this floating thing, and it was like it was like I am your mother or something like that. And then we were I was seeing like dragons and dwarves fighting, and then we bumped here and there's dead people in the cabin, and then cops ran outside because he they they saw they and then well, ember, here ember, and then ember, there was ember, ember, uh, ember? yes the bodies they were moving with bugs, and and there was a hag, and yes. And we are here now. Sorry, you are here now.
2: When was the last time you slept?
3: Ah, ooh, that is an excellent question. ET's care. Mm, Technically, I passed out for a brief moment there after the entirety thing. So, like, maybe a day and a half, something like that. I'm fine.
2: He's doing great. You, you, You all hear what he's saying, right? We all hear the same thing?
3: No, no. Well, three days travel, so I slept somewhat along the, the way city, there was like a the city, woman was in my head space, saying like yeah.
0: the mother your mother he is telling Carp's the mother. he is telling the truth valorisk
4: thank you you your your hand oh your hand is different now too
3: Right, so this is Merna, and it works, and I don't understand it. It terrifies the crap out of me, to be perfectly honest with you. That has to do with the Floating Mother, but that's a different story. So I need a glove, is what I'm saying, because I can't be walking around looking like this.
4: Uh, we can. Um, yeah. Bay does turn to Norda and Valorous and give them each a big hug, seeing them.
7: Normal, will very slowly dismount from his bison bear, still very sore. <laughs> and give you a hug back.
4: Okay. Uh, Norton you're okay. I, um, I, he- I heard you c- cry, scream. You're fine. You look okay. She's like looking him over and then has caught the eyes of these two strangers that are with them, but she is like, I'm going to talk to you guys in a second. <laughs> Let me just...
7: I hey, just just a little assassin that's uh, no biggie there.
4: Cool. Uh,
1: yeah, she just kind of like nods in your direction as they both dismount.
4: Yeah. Uh, so, well, they failed at their mission, if you are still here. Who the heck are these guys?
7: Uh, this is half of the Adalgi Guild. This is the Scaleless Dragon Um the Mistress of Night.
1: Oh my god, Nordum. I saved your life last night. I'm the Mistress of Shadow.
7: Shadow and Naiters. One in
1: hand.
4: No, don't. they're two <laughs> different names, no, Nordum. They're, really, they're really different things,
1: Nordum. <laughs> and you see um, this massive half-orc half-elf comes up to you I am the Scaleless Dragon. I see you were capable of
4: taking care of yourself. Yeah. Managed it. I am Faye. Nice to meet you. You. Mm. Mistress of Shadow. Is it?
1: She walks over to you and just kind of like grabs your hand and, and forces a handshake. Yes, some call me Kithlin Wisp, but I am better known as the Shadow Mistress.
4: Kithlin, um, do you have a preference, Kithlin or Shadow Mistress?
1: Really, dealer's choice. And, um, you see, the scaleless dragon comes to you, Ember, shakes your hand. You're a curious little one. Yeah, a large, big one. Very true. So, like,
3: does it call you dragon because you're green? Like, because I didn't get called dragon about with that. And I don't know what the scale is. Like, what is going on with that? No, you're you're pretty far off the mark there. Oh, that's surprising. I'm normally pretty accurate
1: oh. and very aware of social situations always. No kidding. I I I, I believe you. No, they, they, they call me the Scaleless Dragon. I guess it's stuck. I'm not really sure why. Some say I have the ferocity of a dragon, uh, the prowess and killing ability, but in truth, I don't really pay attention to those names. It's just kind of stuck. Others others um, know me as Aegon Dusk.
3: Well, in meeting you, Aegon uh, uh, Dusk, uh, I am... Amber um, Waves, uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, these are my compatriots. This is, uh, the, this is the one over there with the mask who's uh, much quiet. Uh, he is Garp's Uh I see you've already met Nordum in Paris. Uh, I think Walker, you just met. Um, but uh, pleasure meeting you. Uh, a-
1: Agen. Agen? Agen? Agen Dusk. Agen Dusk. You see, of Agen girls. has mostly a green skin tone, except it kind of bridges across his nose and his forehead that is like a deep red and you think that's where he got his last name dusk because it does look like a sunset across his skin um he walks over to you corpse paint uh, how tall are you 6'3 oh okay so he stands <laughs> about like 9 or 10 inches above you still
0: like but that's, um, that's how tall kintar typically are right like kind of average human height
1: yeah, yeah, they're—I would say average. Like Keist is probably six five, so yeah, and the Kintar are a bit smaller because they don't climb the trees. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's average for sure. Wow, Ember is short then. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, I am a small boy. <laughs> he uh—he shakes your hand. A uh, Templar of Lokor, I see. Indeed,
0: corpse paint, and I would like to think that at that moment it's just like a over the shoulder shot of corpse paint and behind him is the cabin at that exact moment the cabin just lights up finally and he just kind of just nonchalantly kind of just peeks his head past his shoulder and then looks back
1: <laughs> How
0: did that happen?
1: Uh, well it is an honor to meet one of your rank I, I've worked with the Templars before and you are a efficient bunch Well I appreciate you thanks so Yes, of course. Uh, he walks back to you, Nordum. Does that conclude your business, Master Iron Boot?
7: Aye, um, surprisingly, yes.
1: It is all of them now. Well, then Ocean awaits, does it not? Aye, yeah. Uh, uh,
7: we still have a bit of time that we could at least have one day of rest before heading out.
1: I would agree. Some of your friends look a little worse for wear. I. Including you.
7: I still got a lot left in me. It's okay.
1: He just kind of like punches you in the chest.
7: <laughs> Normal do a Don't nice big deep groin. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> hey,
7: and then I'll catch the rest of you three up on uh what has happened in your episodes.
1: Yeah, so you, you guys all like kind of mount up one way or another and you can discuss as you uh ride back through this snowy terrain whatever you guys want to discuss about.
4: Do we have enough mounts? sure uh, Question mark.
1: Everyone's doubled up kind of thing.
4: <laughs> yeah.
7: Nordum's small on a very large beast. So, mm-hmm. you can take at least one <laughs> other person.
4: You have yeah. your um bison bear too. Oh I, can, I am. can you
3: I am alright in the bison
7: can you, bear. You pop a
4: Barnabas.
3: I am not getting on that thing. <laughs> corpse will get on that thing. <laughs> give it give it give it a side eye as I <laughs> continue. Norm <laughs> will right, we'll ask uh corpse paint maybe along the way. Uh so
7: are you are you still with the the Lokor or are uh, you is it kind of up in the air, to know? Uh
0: well, since I've defeated the Arch Templar in battle, that would make me the Arch Templar of that particular section. So Oh. But I think the Church of Locor needs some rearranging. I like that idea. Yes. So
4: no. Uh, Valor- I'm, I'm assuming Faye hopped on a horse with Valoris. Um what the heck happened last night are you okay I'm good uh, we had a
2: surprise plan to visit from the Adagi guild and then some assassins and realizing we need some extra manpower we struck a deal and signed all of us up uh, for uh, another visit with a crooked horn
4: yeah oh okay Is that wise?
2: Well, yeah, if we want to kill him.
4: Fair enough. How? I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you're safe, and I'm glad that Norton's safe. I heard him scream last night. Um, I don't know. But obviously, it was nothing.
2: If he was alright, he's here. He got stabbed in the middle of the night. Definitely was something almost died. Don't let his gruff appearance fool you. Oh, I know he's a big softy. No, I'm saying you could push him over and he might die. Oh, okay. We'll make sure we not do that then. But uh, how did you? How did you know? That's that's
4: curious. I I don't know. I I woke up hearing his scream and. Me too it did not sound like a happy scream
2: me
1: too.
4: <laughs> so i don't i don't know if it's just uh, you know companions comrades that i that you know connection up, or if there's something else to it i'm not sure
2: i don't know it reminds me of a time when we were all knocked unconscious on some stone slabs and your huh. deity may or may not have had some interactions there. I, I, I don't know. If this is all out of my depth.
4: Yeah, I guess. I I kind of forgot about that. Um. Yeah, then I, I don't know. Maybe I... Well, hopefully let's not make a habit of this with anyone. No. Pass. Hard pass. Well, yeah, so you're up to speed. Happy to see you. Yeah, you, you didn't follow you instructions
2: too. very well, but I'm happy it ended the way it did.
4: <laughs> I... Could have I died.
2: Is how that could have ended.
4: But it didn't. Didn't, no. He, he, I don't... She's struggling to uh, find some, some words. Uh kinda of takes a quick glance to uh Egan and Kithilin. I I don't know if it's something that we need to talk about with new friends here, but um he he left me very little choice. And he hadn't hadn't fully recovered from our encounter in the Red Willow Guild, which I think is Part of the reason why I could. Escape. And. To. To owners of the homestead, they didn't. Kill them because they were loose ends. Felt that. I needed to. At least try to stop him and then it just. One thing led to another. And if you want to do an insight check, you can, Valoris. But I think, as friends, uh, you can tell that there's not, there's something that Faye is not quite telling the truth for.
2: I agree. Not necessarily the time or place. And they're not friends. Just make that perfectly clear.
4: Okay. I'm, frick, I'm tired. I'm cold. I need hot chocolate, I need something warm.
1: Nordum, as you guys are riding through, uh, snowy branches, uh, the Shadow Mistress, or Kithlin, uh, sidles up next to your bison bear. Hey, uh, are those two... And she nods with her chin to, uh, Fae and Valorous. Are they like a, like an item?
7: Are they like an item?
1: Yeah, like, like do they, uh, get frisky beneath the the sheets?
7: I haven't asked, and I doubt that they do. They sleep in separate rooms, as far as I know, but I don't pry.
1: Right, 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 right. OK, well, I might just take my shot with him anyways. What do you think about that?
7: Fine, lovely, lovely, just, yep, yeah, lovely.
1: And then are, Corpse Jane, are you also on the bison bear? If we're still just traveling drink. yeah. Drink. So she says this to Nordum that she might just take her shot with Valoris. and then she kind of like turns her hood to look at you and she just kind of like raises her eyebrows and then looks back to Nordum and kind of gets her horse to ride to go a little bit further ahead.
7: Nordum's trying to find any sorts of liquor that he has stored on himself to just down.
1: <laughs> You're a Dwarf, you probably have like sixteen oh. wineskins located <laughs> on you, so.
7: Yeah, he he probably finds a good one or two and just starts just yeah. chugging down. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh does is there any more ch- chatting
4: on the road or? Um, I think none that we want to talk about in front of new strangers, eh?
3: <laughs> oh no, Ember has fully just fucking nonstops. now that everyone's back he's oh, okay. just happy and like not paying attention to his surroundings and is just like having a verbal com- entire conversation with himself out loud about like so right so we went to three gates so there's a city under that so there's a city under the city well, that's impressive but with like singles and stuff but you think they would have had documents or something along those lines anyways Rihanna, she was a nice person I actually got that to sell safely because like we got bounced out of the like just non-stop for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I think uh Corpse would be telling Nordum kind of about what happened, but the only thing that Corpse really fixated like fixates on, like not to mention the city under the city, the talking sword, uh like this demigod. He keeps talking about a particular turtle frog-like creature.
7: See so, so you're telling me it's It's a turdot that lives in acid.
0: It, yes, and it, like, it spits this sort of sticky substance, and Ember was practically a mummy. I've…
3: The most vile of all creatures! If you see one, you kill it on sight! You do not… And the
0: whole thing was, it looked like it was taking great delight in what happened. Like, it it looked like… It was like a dog that you were playing a game with. It was just smiling. Dog of devils.
7: That's just an evil
4: creature.
0: (laughs) It's just horrible. <laughs> I have never seen anything like it.
4: You guys said you were on a different plane? Different, like, or area, like, you were I'm pretty, surrounded by stars? Yes. I'm, Is that what? The,
0: we? So we went through a door, and I'm pretty sure we were in space.
4: What
3: was that like? Alright, oh, that happened too. That was super cool there was like this big
1: keep that was floating and there were stars everywhere. It was very pretty. Valeris, you, you see you see Egan and Kitlin look at each other like, uh huh. Yeah, sure. Perfect, they think you're insane. We'll just roll with it.
2: <laughs> the upper
1: hand.
7: <laughs> Did any of you have like any very strong alcohol or like strange mushrooms or any any sort of food? Or drink before entering the Starry World Room thing. Ugh, I had tea.
3: And hours Oh, arrows beforehand. I, I had. I had half a beer. Oh, look at you though.
7: <laughs> I think this is making a little bit more sense
5: now. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He'll, uh, he'll, uh, Nordum probably to, given that you are the, our, uh, our metalsmith, he'll, he'll hold up his hand and his fingers move.
1: Yeah, it is like, like, for lack of better terms, you know, like an Attack of the Clones where, like, Anakin's hand is, like, weirdly, like, bony, mm-hmm. his metal hand, it just looks exactly like that.
7: <laughs> Normal squint, pull out another, like, wine sack, take another drink. <laughs> yeah, I <you> don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, I don't
1: know Give me a history now. check,
3: uh, Nordum. Oh, sure. Uh, an eight. This is where we find out this is foul <laughs> magic.
4: I mean, if it hasn't already been <laughs> obvious. <laughs> oh, I'm good. i
3: fully. Have, I'm. I'm gonna have to cut my hand off again. <laughs> so, fourteen plus two, so a sixteen.
1: Sixteen. Um, you kind of like, like, flick the metal a few times. You kind of like hold it. And you're like, you're not 100% sure, but you're like 90% sure. The metal this hand is made from is not of Latour. I've never
7: seen this type of metal before. And. Being a dwarf, being in mines and being a blacksmith, I'm pretty sure I know all the metal. So you have something that I cannot
3: explain not even just mechanically
7: but how it's built
3: when he says that is it like my normal thing which was like a cover that would go over the end of an amputated arm or is it attached to me it is attached to you (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that before. That's yeah. terrifying. Okay. Uh, fully fused
2: onto you. Alright, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah,
3: I was I was leaning on the alright side <laughs> and we are fully on the not good side. Gotcha. <laughs> right. So what y'all saying is magic metal. What what I'm saying is not of this world, metal.
1: Alien metal.
3: Right, it's out of this world. I understand, out of this world.
7: Totally. Because, like, I can, you know, we can get to magic metal. That's no problem here. <laughs> but this, this is, this is beyond that.
0: And there is your proof. That. <laughs> Norm's going to take out his
7: fourth wine sack and just start drinking.
4: (laughs) Jeez, Nordum is drunk. He's drinking (laughs) and driving. What message are we sending? This pair
0: drives itself. (laughs) Oh yeah, corpse is full on holding him up right now, just leaving (laughs) a trail of wine
7: skins.
1: (laughs) 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 Three falls over. Uh, Yeah. Well. yeah. Yeah. Full verbal diarrhea. You (laughs) guys arrive in Red Willow long past dusk, Um, but for uh, seven of you? Seven seasoned adventurers? Traveling at night is really no problem at all. And um, you arrive safely back in Red Willow uh, in your guild hall. Oh, this is so
4: good to be home. And everything's
2: Ish. been repaired, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
1: don't be that quick. <laughs> no. Soon though.
3: Erupting earth the floor by <laughs> just wall like, crashing through the Crashing
4: through the window. If anything maybe things are cleaned up and tarp. <laughs> bear. My God. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. You, yeah, you will notice like there's no more like table splinters everywhere. The broken glass has been picked up, so like it's tidier. the The canvas wrap is still covering the hole uh, Nordum made in the wall. Um, the hole in the floor Valorous made has been covered up loosely. It's not fixed, but it's getting there. But the tables are still a mess.
0: Has all the water from Ember's tidal wave been squeegeed out, too?
1: Yeah, we'll say as you guys come in, uh, Snark is just mopping still. <laughs> Poor Snark. Good lord.
4: <laughs> did we check on Kranz? And is Snark and Kranz okay?
1: Fully done. Um, yeah, so like, remember. you enter the hall and you're like relieved to be home. But right off the bat, you hear Kranz just nonstop jabbering in the stable. Oh, good. He's alive. But you're not sure who he's talking to.
4: Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I imagine we're hitching up our horses in there, right? So we would. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. Well,
1: Norden one,
7: but yeah, will wander um, over into the stables.
4: Talking to Ernest. No, Ernest. Oh, fuck. Ernest, no. (laughs) can see Andrew Gates still.
3: My dog. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: no. I'm going to kill that demigod. (laughs) If it makes me feel any better, I'll like, I haven't written notes that Ernest went with you, but I did totally forget. So I'm going to let you decide if Ernest is here or not.
3: I, I I I don't, based on the ban thing, he's not going to be here yet. I think Adriana got out safely. Maybe she'll send him home. <laughs> and may, hopefully send him home,
1: even though we didn't mention where we were. Maybe, maybe just uh, Ernest knows.
2: He's Ernest a smart donkey.
1: donkey. He ah? really is. So maybe in a cycle, Ernest will just like clip-clop back into the stable. <laughs> <Show up. laughs> he knows. God damn it. Make a note of that
3: DM. That's our that's when we when we get kicked in the pants and we need a good moment, <laughs> that'll be
1: end. all right. Um, but yes, yeah, so you see Kranz is um, chittering to uh, an assassin who's chained up in one of the stalls, and then oh. he notices you guys coming in. And uh, quickly starts helping.
4: Oh, hey, guys, I'm glad to see you made it back. Lightning and, and Crank are good. Yeah, I think so.
1: Hey. I-
7: they're all good. How's your well, uh, friend doing?
1: Oh, he's just the nicest guy, you know. I I, I heard he stabbed you, but really, you wouldn't have guessed because he's just been the sweetest company.
7: Well, he he wasn't the one who stabbed me, but
1: oh well, there you go. I was right. And you see, he just starts giving apples to the horses as he puts them back in their in their stall.
4: Krantz. Apples or slender apples.
1: Yeah, yeah, sl- slender apples, Faye, of course. Uh, yes, Belarus? What were you talking about with uh, our Mr.
2: Assassin friend here? What exactly? Please be specific. Uh,
1: just, just like his favorite kind of horse, his favorite time of year, um, his favorite color came up at one point. Um, I had him try on um a new saddle I had been working on. Um. What else did we discuss? I brought him some slop that I was gonna feed Lightning, but then I was like, "Well, this guy's probably hungry," so then I gave him the slop. And then, uh, oh, I brought him some drinking water because I thought that was really cool of me. Uh, what else did we talk about? Um, I I think oh, we I, get the idea. oh, oh Okay.
7: Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll hey, walk over. Wondering. Oh, sorry
1: the chestnut is his favorite horse
7: oh
4: chestnut okay good to
7: you know I'll uh, wander over to the stall that he's in and kind of just, I just want to see if I can get any identifying marks or like see anything recognizable yeah. in him.
1: so they've like torn off most of like his armor it was like le- leather armor it's just sitting in the corner <laughs> um he is a dwarf, dwarf. and do I you recognize, don't recognize him? him? Okay, <laughs> no, you don't. Damn. but um, basically, uh, Princess Viceneth will like join you to see how you guys are doing, and blah blah blah. Um, she doesn't introduce herself to the other three yet, she kind of comes and finds you, Nordum. He is a member of the Sanguis Quasitor guild.
7: I... Does does Nordum recognize that?
1: Uh, He does. They are a guild that deals with taking contracts to hunt monsters. Although, however, they are also quite known to take contracts against people if they have the supporting evidence that said person is purely evil and you can learn so much more about the Sangus Quasitor Quasitor Guild in book 2 because they're in it a lot available now on Amazon Uh haha hell yeah so
7: if they only take contracts for people who are absolute evil Norris is trying to like like am I extremely evil? Um, He's like, no, it can't I can't be. He's like, so then why were they here to attack members of the Red Willow Guild?
1: Uh, this bright yellow uh, resplendent dragon blood puts her clawed hand on your shoulder. People can be misled, Nordum. Whoever hired this guild must have been a damn fine liar. Or you both had ties to Silver Rock. Just Throwing that out there. Does,
7: um, question, would the gem of suggestion like leave any, not like, traces yeah, on someone? Like, is there any identifying way to show that they were under the spell of Gem Suggestion?
1: Give me an Arcana check, because you are actually quite familiar with this, and I, um, have redubbed it as the Gem of Domination. okay. Because it is Ooh. a little bit more fitting than just Suggestion.
7: Uh, I got 18 plus 2, so dirty 20.
1: You guys are rolling really hot tonight. And it's kind yeah. of pissing me off. <laughs> I'm honest. A little 7 of 4 <laughs> to 3. no one <laughs> I'm not. <like, laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it it does. With uh, a finger like uh what would you call it? It's not
3: arcane after. Well, it kind
1: of like leaves you in like a haze. You know? Once you've been, like, torn apart like that from the inside. Like he's given a different type of glow? Yeah. And yes, this guy has been, and it is quite recently.
3: And I can... I'm assuming I can confirm that via... Monocle? Sight. Via Monocle of Power. On him? Like, if I look at him, does he look like he's got some sort of thing going on? Yeah, it almost kind of
1: like, you know how, like, when steam leaves your body... It almost kind mm. of looks like that and it's got like um
0: like a perpetual yeah. kind of
1: and it's cool. in the shade that you remember seeing in your vision. You remember seeing the 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 gem that had like uh an op- yeah. opaque black core and kind of like a translucent silver like outing shell.
3: Hmm. Alright, so he's like steaming or
2: glowing Nor- or something. We'll
5: just
3: yell
2: out. <laughs> Valores! I'm right, yes, 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 hi.
6: <laughs> right here. Who,
2: who did you
3: sell the gem to? You know the gem. Oh, the, yeah, I'm actually very interested in that because like, there's an earth sending walls that may who, be coming up pretty soon and I need to get some things and
2: that's one of them, who, so. Who did you sell the gem to? I didn't sell it to anybody. Okay, who.
7: (laughs) Minor details right now. It just.
2: (laughs) Just need a name. A name. (laughs) Alaris will reach into his pocket and he will pull out a stone and just. Show it to Nordum. (laughs) Without saying anything, and then he'll put the stone away. And so it's the stone to... Um, Hail and deer. Yeah, for Con- you know, to, for yeah. contacting or summoning or...
1: Yeah! yeah. yeah. One drops his face into his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't sell
2: it to him. Uh. Alright.
7: Now, you said he is also a man who is an importer and exporter of goods
2: importer exporter more of a, a connoisseur i think is more of an accurate description
7: now when you gave this gem to him was it for him own or is it for someone else do you know this
2: no why would i ask that kind of question
7: Because it's a very, very powerful object. Bad for business. Mm. It's going to be bad for everyone's business now because. Mm.
4: What is exactly this stone? Like, we keep on referring to it, but what is it?
1: See, uh,. Egan Dusk walks in through the doors from the hallway. He goes, I'd also like to know what this stone is. Should we get out of the stables? I oh, just going to say, like, we're, we're having like a convened
2: meeting in our stables. So it's like, well, maybe not. Sure. Another will talk about this in
7: another place. Away from this assassin. Yeah.
3: Huh? Misguided assassin. Still
2: an assassin.
3: (laughs) I think
1: that's
2: a man of fellow detail, I respect it.
1: (laughs) You guys head back into the tavern, I imagine. Yeah, Norm
7: will go straight to the Mm. bar and down another ale. (laughs) Because these past few days have not been his friend. Uh, sorry, what was uh, it called now again, Quit.
1: A Gem of Domination.
4: Alright. And... At this point, I think Ember, Corpse, and uh, Fate now finally meets all of the Adagi guild.
1: Yeah, you see Drek and Steph, this huge orange dragon blood, wielding this impressive, uh wooden staff with a crystalline orb. Doesn't say anything to you guys, doesn't even really pay attention. He's just got his uh, large maw in a um, in a book, like a spell book. This woman in white robes kind of like gives the three of you a nod. But that's it. Uh, Princess Veseneth does approach you all. And introduce herself as the um, the third in line to the royal throne of Rogar, Princess Vesenneth. She says, I suppose introductions should be made as you will be joining us to Oceanborough.
3: Oh, that, that, that's us, uh, Sorry. Yes.
7: Yes,
1: uh, Nordam has hired you guys out to accompany us in the Adagi Guild to meet with Arden Crookedhorn. Too
3: many names. I we'll home
4: Ember, you, you, I think you recognize him. You know him. We know the him. scary
7: man that killed the rest really? of the guild. Yeah, the uh, the old guild. I, right. I also right. believe Court Paint will uh, know him quite well.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I don't uh, think he's going to be too happy to see me. Could say he left a,
1: a, uh, lifetime imprint on him. Oh, yeah. Corpse, Um again kind of just like gives you the emotion to give you an under uh, hand high five. <laughs> <Nice. Yeah.
0: laughs> well, Corpse will just kind of like look down at it, and then a second later, well, yeah, give him a high five. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Ignore it at first. Make sure no one's watching. And then... <clears throat> Getting back to this gem. Yes, um... It's a gem that uh, Queen Ruby had, um, that I was at one point in time in charge of looking after, went missing, um, thanks to our lovely monk here, who stole it. And the gem, in layman terms, basically can command people to do whatever you want them to do. It's extremely powerful. And. As far as I know, there's no good way of breaking it. Okay. Oh,
4: I mean, what's the capacity of that, though? Like, is it just anyone in a room or like anyone within a radius of it?
7: Would Nordum know?
1: Yeah, it, it like it, it could control like a city of people if it had to. If if the wielder knew how to use it properly.
2: God damn it, past Valorous. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: God. Oh God.
2: <laughs> Norm will say
7: if you properly know how to use it, it could control an entire city. And it would and- turn that city into basically an army.
3: So- so, uh, back to the, the, the thing that you thought I was so crazy about. Um, so if you had, like, a horn made of a dragon tooth in combination with that, could you, like, project it
0: further?
4: Home? Why would we want a home and a dragon tooth? Home! Like a horn! Like a, a dragon's horn! <laughs>
1: As soon as you say
0: oh.
1: Amber, you feel Drek and Steph's eyes on you hard. Um, and mm. your monocle begins to glow. Um, not visibly, but just as you know, like it's picking up on something. Mm. Yeah. And you can tell Drek and Steph is trying to read your mind. Large fuck fuckface, ask your questions out loud. You see, um, Princess Vesenneth shoots a stare at Drek and Steph. And he kind of stands up. Dicks, 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 dicks. Dicks. (laughs) And saunters over to you. And Aegon gets in between you two. Hey, now. I'll just stay calm. Drek and Steph go sit back down. Ember. How do you know about this horn?
3: there was no one listening on the entire ride home, I was talking about the crazy visions and, and the people it, ah, merde,
1: okay you said, you said a lot
3: of things so in the thing, in the person that I met, that, I thought she was my mother but not my mother, different story there, there was like, she tapped me and there was like I was on the mountains, there was a wall that was going on, it was like a lot of dwarves and vision, mountain dwarves dragon people fighting. Ah, da, 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 da. It was. Oh, jeez! It was um, uh, I knew the place. I knew the place. Anyways, that's important. Kind of important. Not that important. But
1: regardless. Oh, the city of Lagos. Is that you wanted
3: to know? No, no, no uh, the where they were well, fighting, the, kind of um, the ruptured range. Yeah, ruptured range. That was it. Excuse me. Right. So they were fighting. coastline ruptured range. There was ships, all oh, that fun stuff. And then there was these objects. There was the thing that you're talking about, uh, Neldrum and Valarys, the thing that you stole that like went missing. It's apparently really powerful. And then there was like a, there was like a horn made of a dragon's tooth. And then there was a voice in my head that was like, Hey, if you have these things, you can control the outcome of this. And then the mountain blew up and everyone died and the sun was blotted out and it wasn't good.
2: I acquired it. Hypothetically. I acquired it. I didn't steal nothing. Okay, so. A uh, home. Supposedly
3: is. Like somewhere. E Purposely trying to lie.
1: Um, Princess Besenith kind of stepped in front of Aegon.
3: Hmm. Oh yeah, I just told them they'd be at war. Oh God.
1: <laughs> I would humbly request that you refrain from inquiring about any further details about this horn. And leave it where it lie, Ember. It is not your business. I mean, I'm part of the world and as the world blows up, that's kind of my business. It is a draconic artifact. It is meant for the dragons and no one else. And the orb?
4: The gem that belongs Supposedly to the dwarves, it belongs to the dwarves and that has none of our business either.
1: It just doesn't say anything. Any it. But.
7: (laughs) All right. Anyways. (laughs) Let's just say we need to make sure because obviously someone in league with Silver Rock, most likely um, has this gem again, so we need to be very careful with that, that that is basically what I am saying.
4: So. Our understanding is that we're to go to what is it that you're calling it? Ocean's Burrow. And that is to meet
1: Horn. crooked horn. Yes the commander of the Silver Silver Rock Dwarves. It is a cave system that they use as a military base.
4: And what is our goal there? More talks?
1: Yes, Arden has promised us a neutral zone to speak.
2: Sorry, neutral zone? You just described a military base. What part of that is neutral?
1: Well, I imagine we'll be meeting on ships and we'll dock up the coast, perhaps. I'm not uh, entirely good. sure that the meeting will take place inside Oceansborough. It's just we'll be meeting them, but it is something we had considered. Thank you, Valorous.
2: Good, good. I'm glad. So glad.
1: And Norton, what'd you get on that roll? 17 and what am i rolling for sorry i missed that just
2: just a a basic
1: intelligence check
7: oh intelligence is uh so 17
1: plus 2 19 it doesn't make any sense to you that valorous would be hired to steal the gem from the dwarves just to give it back back to the to the dwarves yeah
7: unless they were looking to get rid of me but I feel like they could just easily
2: get rid of me without needing cause. It's not like. You don't it's need. a very roundabout way to do that when there's yeah. just yeah. so much easier ways to execute that.
4: I not like there's a workers' union for, to prevent that. <laughs>
7: <laughs> the Dwarven <laughs> Silver Rock unit is here to protect our workers. <laughs> um, Yeah, which. i uh, thought about that, but it's just. Or it's at least he's more or less thinking not that someone stole or like he hired Valorous to steal it to give it back to them, but like it's traded hands a couple more times to get back to them. That's more or less what Nordum is kind of along the yeah. lines of thinking. Which could make sense. That or Nordum also has another enemy that is just not working with them, but in the end is helping them without necessarily knowing it
3: a busy boy
7: well if we're if you're all done with uh, questions about the gym for tonight uh i am extremely tired um Ooh. and i'm sure most of us are extremely tired so i think maybe a good night is in order, and we'll
1: discuss our travel plans tomorrow. You get um, a nod from Princess Vesenneth. I, I,
2: Nortim, I was hoping to make a quick little side venture off to my little destination, because I thought we had a full cycle. But uh, if we need to push agendas up, I do understand.
7: Well, I mean, um, technically your uh, where you need to do that is on the way to yeah, Hollows,
1: or not Hollowsboro. Oh, is Crater Bay kind Oceansboro of on
2: the way? Kind of. Yeah, and Crater I,
1: Bay would put you like maybe half a day out of your way, so it's pretty doable.
2: Then <laughs> it's of no consequence, assuming I don't get blown through another wall.
7: Normal maybe bring that up in the... Tomorrow's when they talk about travel, is that they would like to do a couple stops along the way because also Crater Bay is a place that we could get food. So, along the way, for food for the town, we could
3: buy it, have it sent back on our way. We are sailing. There's also the chance of dealing, sorry, not dealing, but uh, encountering that uh, water problem that was harassing the fishing boats and stuff.
7: that is true
4: yeah there was a contract for that
3: yeah i have some letters to write for tonight um uh, but to the new ones mind readers or not have a comfortable sleep to the rest of us uh, it's very good to see you all again glad you're safe with girls! And in the ways And capsules with me. So. <clears throat> Glad you're safe as well.
7: When the Adagi Guild leaves the hall.
1: Yeah, which uh, they just kind of exit out now.
7: Yeah. Uh, Nordum would like to round everyone up and meet the, have them all meet in the war room. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm sure as you all figure it out and put it together, um, we'll be helping the Adashi Guild go with them to meet Crooked Horn. Um, I am going to try a lot in my power to not get them to actually go and meet. And basically, just because I think it's just signing their own death warrant, you know?
4: Yeah, i mean how can we trust crooked horn considering the last time went so well
7: exactly and also they know i know information um mainly on they don't know exactly but kind of alluded to it a little bit that there would be basically a fallout war that isn't plans silver rock is planning um and i'm also going to try to reason with the princess in not to be an acting rational and starting this war right away. So if we could kind of just keep that a little bit under wraps for the meantime, that'd probably be best. And yeah, does anybody have any questions?
0: Are you saying that we play a big responsibility on whether or not the fate of the world will go to war.
7: Yeah, I'm um yeah, that's pretty much
2: on all of our shoulders right now. I, I mean, there there, there is an option. You can't have a meeting if you just preemptively attack them. You know, the, you, you can't host a meeting if they're in disarray and their fearless leader is found, I don't know, dead, hypothetically. With the
7: Silver Rox, you know, it's kinda of just like he cut off gun's head, then another one will appear, kind of thing. And to get to Queen yeah, Ruby, that... that would be extremely, extremely hard.
2: Oh, I don't think anything about monarchies. I'm just talking about Crooked Horn.
3: All right, so that also may just be interpreted as an act of war. Yeah, like, they,
2: if they can identify anybody...
3: I, do you think, no offense, but given what has happened recently over the days that many people are crying for evidence? You're not wrong. Hmm. I'm just saying, even At if we moments.
7: kill Crooked Horn, there would be a new leader in his place
3: within the matter of cycles. Right. As, why is there a princess with the guild? That's, like, that's really, like, she's young, right? That's that's kind of
4: off to me. I don't know. I mean, she's third in like, line to the throne, but that that's still, like, fairly close, if anything were to happen to the first two.
0: I, you know, right. young royals being more idealistic towards their superiors. It's happened many times throughout history. That's...
3: Very wise of you, mm. So, Anyways, just something of note. Um, yes. Nelda, need to send a letter tomorrow morning. Two letters, if that's okay with you. I don't have any more questions. I'm just I'm letting yeah, you know what happened. Yeah, if you happening. need
7: to send your letters, as long as it's basically not telling the world that we're going to war, I'm fine with that.
3: Yeah, no one would believe a person who believes they were on space anyways, right? True enough. Hmm. Uh, Valerius, you talked about hearing stuff and like having first-hand experience. Can you do that? What do you want?
2: And how much money do you have?
3: Uh, <laughs> not much. Uh, about uh, 600 gold to throw around. We can talk. <laughs> I like Perfect. Um,. And Valeris,
7: maybe if you could try, because you are good at finding things out, maybe a trail of how the gem went
2: from leaving your hands onward. As much as that's bad for business, I will see what I can find.
7: All right. Meeting adjourned, I guess. I need a bath. I need another drink.
2: You had like six wine sacks. What?
7: That's just an appetizer. Arden will say as he leaves (laughs) the room. That's just free
4: drinking.
2: (laughs) Triumphantly walk into the bar.
1: (laughs) First uh, meeting adjourned in the uh, war room as the Red Willow Guild, mind you. Yeah a
4: real family now yeah I guess so. <laughs> it only took us all being like split apart into like three different groups yeah. to get there but you know
2: multiple party splittings, Absence multiple near death experiences we're just all
1: trauma bonding
5: yeah yeah
2: growing up
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: and to me that seems like a pretty good place to end episode 13 guilds on guilds part 3 Craig Quick Quick Quick.
4: That
0: was a marathon, Craig, you did great and kinda. Of- we hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.